Hello, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, welcome to On the Inside Podcast. Uh, we are Sandbox, Sean, Emery, and Nico. Hello again. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Sean, cheerful. you're very cherry. Yeah, considering I just built coffee all over my keyboard. <laughs> you want to share about your cursing, maybe? My cursing? Oh, no. I Do I curse? Of course. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> Hey, um, anyway, uh, welcome to everyone who is joining us. Uh, Julia says hi. Hello, Julia. Thank you for joining us. Um, so this is our fifth episode and uh, every week we explore a different emotion. Uh, this week's emotion is anger. And for those of you who are watching on YouTube, uh, you might realize the quality is better because we are now streaming in 1080p. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and all this is actually thanks to everyone who has supported uh, me on the previous podcast and uh, you contributed to the second season and here we are. Uh, it's really nice for to, for all of us to be here. Um, if you don't, uh, if you want to follow up on, you know, the listen to this podcast on uh, non-video medium, uh, we are also on Spotify, we are also on Apple Podcasts, on where, wherever you get your podcasts. You will hear, uh, you'll be able to find us there. If you're on Facebook, join us, uh, follow our page on, on the Inside Podcast. Uh, it is linked uh, right there in the post. Okay. <coughs> Anger. <laughs> so um, I, I find it quite. Um, uh, okay. I like to think that I'm a person who can manage my temper and my anger quite well. I remember when I was a young kid and I was seeing all my friends who, not all my friends, but some of my friends were really angry. They were slamming the table. They were throwing things. Um, and I was like, how come they are so angry and, and I'm not angry? <laughs> and uh, there was one, somebody said something nasty to me. So I tried to make myself angry. I pushed him against the window. I was hoping that the window would smash. But after that, I was like, ah, oh, that was so unnecessary. That was so fake. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, as, as, as time went by and, and you start to grow up and you start to work, you have different, there, there's so many ways that you could get pissed off. <laughs> yeah. And um, one of the things that's uh, very exciting for, for us to, to discuss and talk about uh, was uh, what Emery said at the start, which is uh, cursing. So, <laughs> so, well, when I, when I first thought of, um, think of the word, uh, okay, let's not mention that word here. But <laughs> I remember I was 10 years old and I went back home one night and I was like, oh, mommy, what is? And she's like, oi, who tell you one? Who teach you one? <laughs> and I was like, oh, my friend was angry and he just say, oh, no. So I thought it was quite cool. <laughs> so, um, well, maybe I'll, I'll start by sharing my thoughts on, on cursing. Um, and I think for me, cursing has has taken on a different role other than in terms of expressing anger, right? So when you go to the army at first, you think that, oh, everybody, so they're angry with you. That's why they shout F this, F that, F this, F that. And after a while, it just became a way of talking. Yeah, so it, it's taken a bit of the um, the aggression away from, from the F word. Um, Do you mean like a normalizing of the, the F word? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I mean, I still, I still use it to express frustration. I still use it to ex express uh, dismay, but I also use it to express happiness. 
It's a very yeah. versatile word, isn't it? It really is. Um, well, I, I would say at the start, be before it was so normalized, it sometimes when you just shout it out, um, it, it allows you to, in some sense, rele release some frustration. Um, and for me, especially, uh, for those of you who, who might know, my main sport is squash. And in the game, sometimes when you miss a shot and you get pissed off, under my breath, I would just say, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and it kind of helps, right? Um, I don't know. The like For both of you, do you find that cursing is a way that helps you to relieve a bit of anger, a bit of tension? Um, Nico? <laughs> uh, well, you know... <laughs> <laughs> so in France, we, well, I'm from France, obviously. So this, and, in and, France, and, you're a, and you're a meditation teacher. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I would definitely censor myself today. Um, no. So we have this, the equivalent of the F word in, um, in, in, in French. We actually use it quite heavily. So many people consider it, consider that we even like, use it as punctuation pretty much. <laughs> when we, as in when we're in like familiar context, you know, when we're with friends and everything. Um, and it's really, yeah, it's really a whole purpose word to express like, you know, frustration, anger, um, but also like pretty much any kind of emotion. So it's, it's kind of like anger. It's, so that expression anger is just kind of like one option of the many things you can express with that word. So which kind of, I feel like kind of normalizes it, you know, so anyone does it, anyone that use it you know, to express anger. And so it's not that big of a deal, actually much, much less than you would be uh, using the F word in, um, in English maybe, which I think some people would be shocking. <laughs> so that's that kind of like make it easy, easy, easy to express like the kind of frustration and then, and it kind of like flow nicely in a conversation. You know, it means that you can express like frustration and anger and things don't have to stop right away and people staring at you. Like, <laughs> you know. So that's, I, I find that um, pretty nice, like in terms of like, you know, the specificity of the, Specificity of the French culture. Um, is that a P word? English, is that a P like, word I hear you say sometimes? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Just Exposed. Yeah. In French, we don't say P word because you would just say the word. No one cares, right? So, yeah. So, um, and um, that might actually have led me to, I don't actually recall specific incident, but I suspect that might have led me to um, use the the equivalent, the F word, more, a bit too liberally maybe when I was in the US. And so I, sp I spent like a year and a half in the south of the US where people are very proper about the way they use language and you know that. So yeah, there's a couple of times where people would give me, you know, give me those like shocked stares after I like utter like the F word or like, uh, you know, uh, which to me was totally normal, but there that was just really a no-go. So I thought, okay, maybe I should just dial it down a bit, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, the F word actually a bit and use, the, and use the F word there when you were pissed off at something. I don't, I don't remember a specific story, um, but yeah, I specifically remember. Yeah, there was one incident when I was with um, someone who was involved in a religious congregation. So you know, pretty, pretty big deal. You know, it was an informal kind of dinner because the. Uh, his son was um, in my class, so then they were, they had, they were interested in, Fr in France, so they invited me for dinner and stuff. But then, yeah, so then I used the F word in the, during the dinner, and I just didn't. <laughs> that didn't. Like, I didn't, they, I, they actually, yeah, we kind of lost touch after that, right? So, um, hmm. 
Henry, um, F words. Uh, okay, way to so, help you relieve anger. I guess um, <laughs> bearing in mind, you know, I do work with young kids, so we got to be careful here. But mm-hmm. okay, my 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 personal exposure to that word was in probably primary school or secondary school, late primary or second early secondary school. I remember. Um, you know, when we were first exposed to that word, it felt like a cool thing, right? Back in the day, um, I remember I got my first, one of my first CDs, um, Alanis Morissette, um, Jagged Little Pill. I don't know if you guys know about it. It was way back. I mean, I'm risking, yeah. you know, revealing my age here, but um, she, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm 21, by the way. So, um, so back in the day, um, you know, she had this, this album. And I wanted to buy it because uh, there was this, this this track with that, you know, um, F word in there. And I was like, okay, this is really cool. I need to have it, <laughs> right? Just even just even for me to feel good about it. Um, my mom bought it for me without realizing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was actually pretty decent. It was a, it was a good album. I, I didn't regret that. Um, so that was my first experience with that. Um, and I just wanted to to share that actually I've come across studies that um, advocate for the use of cursing. Right? I've come across studies saying that cursing is actually beneficial for health. Um, it helps to tolerate with, you know, I guess, experiences of pain better. Um, it's better to let it out than to suppress, apparently. Um, and personally, you know, in my own sort of, experiences certainly sometimes letting go you know um letting a bit of steam out right could be quite cathartic compared to you know just trying to hold it all in so it's a it's a coping mechanism and a a way to build resilience i guess yeah actually some studies (laughs) did suggest that building resilience right i mean i guess you know if you did compare it with really suppressing emotions, maybe being, you know, a bit more controlled in cursing might not be a bad thing. Of course, we don't want to be doing it, you know, all the time. I mean, if you have a bit of a potty mouth, um, the effects might not be as powerful. So when it comes to to cursing then, I mean, with it's one of the ways that people express their anger. It's one of the ways that people express their frustration. Um, do you think that there are good ways, and I don't know, I would suppose, uh, is there a good way to to relieve yourself of anger? Or are they like just, nah, maybe, they, because I mean, when, when you think about the way that people release these frustrations, it feels like you link it to a lot of aggression, you think link it to a lot of, uh, in some sense, maybe violence. Yeah. Um, do you think there are good ways of relieving of anger? Of course. Of course. I mean, I'm just thinking about all these times I have been really mad. Actually, when I'm really angry, I'm very eloquent. <laughs> um, I write really good emails, um, really well-formed words. I don't know how, but I, I, I take a lot of pride in writing angry emails because it helps me you know, process my thoughts and feelings. Um, and interestingly, by the end of, you know, a very angry email, I usually feel a lot better. 
of course, I got to edit the email and make sure it, it actually reads okay. Um, but sometimes anger helps you focus, right? And I find it to be quite a powerful thing. And another example that comes to mind is, this was way back when I was maybe in my early 20s. Okay, not so way back, all right? And then <laughs> I was on a train and I remember this was before... Um, you know, there were signages on how we need to, we encourage to give up our seats to the elderly, right? I remember it was, on, um, there was this this old lady with bags of stuff and, um, you know, the whole train was full. And there was this young, young man, right? He was sitting there. He saw her, pretended she didn't exist. And I got really mad, right? She obviously was struggling and I felt like, you know, he could do something. And I remember <laughs> feeling really frustrated and I called out, you know, called him out on that. And I was like, you know, I think you need to let the lady sit down. I mean, she's, um, you know, struggling with the bags. And he ignored me and he pretended to read his papers, but then he held the papers upside down. So I knew he wasn't really reading. And that got me more frustrated. Um, so in the end, I, I couldn't do much because, you know, I, I tried and he obviously wasn't budging and that was his right. Um, and the old lady was really nice, you know, she, she, she thanked me for trying, but even so, you know, it was so hard to let that anger go. Yeah. So I remember going home and I probably had to run it off or something like that. Cause it was, you know, something that I couldn't resolve, um, mm. in that situation. Mm. Wow. And no one else like sensed that, that frustration that you were going through and it's like, oh, you know, just somebody else on the entire row of seats just give up your seat or something? Yeah, no, no one, one did. This was, this was way before. Um, you know, there was a bit of a culture to give up your seat. And mm -hmm. I guess it wasn't something that a lot of people might automatically stand up for. I don't know. I mean, I don't quite remember anymore, right? I guess there were also others who were standing, who were looking over, but no one else intervened. Um, which was, I guess, you know, in the context, well, it added more to my frustration as well. Um, yeah, that I was alone in this, you know, where's the sense of justice here? <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was, for me, you know, it was unresolved. I mean, there was nothing else I could do, right? Except to try and dissipate that energy on my own later in the day. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting because it uh, um, a friend had a similar story um, and he, so, cause what comes up first when you say that is that like the next step would be then violence, right? <laughs> and if you were to have to go, um, further, you have no choice than to actually <laughs> do something, uh, to Probably. that person. And so that's what happened to a friend and actually managed in a way that was pretty nice. So it's a bit, there's some similarities you'll see. So it was essentially, he was buying um, a magazine. It was uh, early in the morning when kind of like everyone's running to rushing to work. So people, you know, they it was a few years back. People were like queuing to buy their a newspaper, and there was like maybe uh, eight or ten people in the queue. So pretty long queue, slow going. Everyone rushing for work. For work, and he was at the end of the queue, and there's this guy who come with a you know very nice suit, kind of like kind of like busy executive, middle aged, like <clears throat> that just you know focus on what he has to do. Take his magazine and straight up. And walk straight at the top of the queue, and just put in magazine in front of the the, the shop attendant, uh, expecting for the shop attendant to 
just let him cut the queue like that. And the shop attendant was so taken aback, so he would just kind of, he didn't know what to do. And so my friend was like, that can't be, that's not right. And so no one was doing anything in the queue. So people right behind you were not responding at all. So what he did, so he was obviously angry. What he did, he just walked up to the front of the queue, took the guys, the magazine like the guy has, has gotten from the desk and just slammed it on the floor. <laughs> he said, you go back, you go at the back of the queue. <laughs> and and the guy so that's an example where you know it just resulted to a form of like physical action didn't hit him and it worked actually the guy had to like you know bend down to get his magazine and he went back to the back of the queue yeah well at least at least the guy you know was able to be receptive to that to that yeah. action yeah yeah but it's hard to do though it's hard to do yeah, yeah, but I think I think that sometimes it's important when you have uh, when people are not responding to do something it, that's graded. You know that makes sense. That's not obviously overtly violent, because mm -hmm. even though people you, they don't seem to support you as you're being verbal, if you see something that kind of like punishes that behavior somehow, like you know, in the example of the magazine, they won't. You'll get that support. Like it go both ways. You you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because people know what's right, even if they're not actually doing anything about it. I believe. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You think getting angry is a, is a good way to deal with problems? So everyone has problems, right? And some things piss you off more than others. Um, and there is obviously this talk uh, where people would say, uh, should you even get start getting angry or should you just, you know, take a structured way of dealing with things so that you don't even get angry? Um, I mean... Like prevent anger? <laughs> I would suppose I would suppose yes. Um, before I mean, before letting it get to the stage where you are really on the verge of of doing something that you might regret. Yeah, but I mean, essentially, do you think getting angry is an effective way of dealing with problems? Mm, I think you know I would probably see anger in a quite different way. I think anger on its own is not a good or bad emotion. But I think you're talking about the degree of anger, right? Do we allow anger to escalate into something like rage, something uncontrollable? Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, of course, if we can, you know, it's great to be able to take steps to manage that before it gets worse, right? But to stop anger, I don't know how realistic that is because I honestly think that, you know, if you are passionate about something, right, Um there is no way you can say that, oh, you will never feel angry, right? Because anger is when something you, you care about, you're passionate about, um, you know, it's, um, well, I wouldn't say it's not right, but then, you know, perhaps something you believe in is, is um, not carried through. Um, perhaps, you know, something you believe in is violated. And if you're, you're passionate about that, you know, of course you can't, have a situation where, where you never feel angry. Does so you can't just let it go. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, if I care about something, right, and if someone damages that thing I care about, I, I will get upset, I will get angry, right? Because mm -hmm. I, I care about that thing, right? If I care about, for instance, say, um, maybe a young child I'm working with, Right. I mean, this isn't more in a work context. Right. And if someone hurts the child, I mean, I think there's the natural reaction where I feel like, oh, why, why is someone hurting that child deliberately, um, you know, in a context of, say, friends or family, 
right? If someone does something to to hurt them, you know, I will get angry um, because I care. Mm-hmm. Nico, um, anger, a good way to deal with problems? Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so, okay, I, to me... Okay, so in meditation, we train in that skill, I mean, we try to train that skill where you can observe what's going on. And so that then you learn that, okay, you, you can, if you want to, you can have that phase before you start acting on something where you just watch what's going on. So typically mm-hmm. meditation, of course, as you would know, right, that would be about watching what's going on inside you. Uh, but that can also be about what, watching what's going on outside you. And so for, and so, uh, for, for me, that can, anger can be that moment where um, it's the emotion is there and there's no, I don't see really a good reason to try to make it go away other than it's unpleasant. <laughs> so of course, mm-hmm. but, but, but my point is like, I think it's really helpful to develop some kind of uh, ability to stay with the unpleasantness of the anger. Cause there's like almost like energy in anger, you see? So it's, it's, if it's, um, it's kind of like, for me, it's already like, a, a pre, it's more like a preparation time. So we tend to think of like anger as like, oh, I experience anger and I'm going to, I'm going to hit back. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to get back of the, of that person, whatever way, you know, whatever that might look like. But actually it, it, it's mostly about, it's nice to rate simmer. <laughs> you see what I mean? And just look at it as a preparation phase where you kind of like, ideas pop up about what you're going to do to that person, what you're going to say. And, and you might have really, really bad ideas, like maybe hitting the person in the face for something that really, for which is really not warranted or, you know. Uh, but you may also get very um, uh, skillful ways of dealing with the conflict or, or, what, or the harm that happened, I feel. But you need to, I feel like, at least for me, like I need to let that, that time where I feel the anger and I don't, I don't r- respond right away, yeah. And I remember in, in a work situation, I had some issue in a work situation and, uh, Essentially, that, that was about who would be taking responsibility for work that had been done. And so someone was being very, one of our collaborators was very, that's, that was in an academic context. So but someone was um, was being very, um, very aggressive in terms of taking responsibility for every single thing that was getting done, essentially. And so that, that made me so angry at some point that I, I didn't know how to respond. And so like I, spent, like I spent like a couple of sleepless nights pretty much like um, not knowing how to deal with it and just being angry. And then on the third day, I just sat down and write an email to my supervisor to explain like what, what I thought the issue was. And the email was just nice. It was the best email I've ever even written. Right, and over right, the eloquence. Day, That's right. exactly what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and frankly, I showed it to friends and they were like, well, that sounds like a UN Security Council resolution, you know. It was like, <laughs> and I don't write like that. It was this whole page thing. And I sent it to her and it was actually quite effective. So just laying out what I saw was, you know, the responsibility of each person that was involved and what I thought that was not right for the person to take responsibility. And and she did take action on the base of that email because she had material to do that. And it was just, you know, it was then not just a burst of angry, just not a burst of anger. It was restructured and she could work from that. And 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 for that, I credit that that time I took to process it properly. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's a lot about how you respond to anger, um, you know, rather than react. Because I think in a, in the heat of the moment, you know, we could do things we regret. Um, but if we wait it out just a little bit, sometimes it could really be quite powerful in, say, crafting yeah. great emails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think even in a work sense or even in a personal sense, it's uh, like, for, for me, when... When it comes to work, right? I 
and I'm pissed off over something. Uh, there was once early in my career, I was uh, organizing the dinner and dance for my company. I was I was chairing the committee, and suddenly they took out uh, my vice chairperson to handle some other thing. I was so pissed off. I wrote an email to quite a lot of directors <laughs> in the company, um, and uh, including the general manager, including you know yeah a lot of people, right? And I was like, I want him back in my committee now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then after that, my, my direct superior, my area manager called me and essentially coached me on the whole thing. I said, oh, there is a way to handle these things. <laughs> you can't send emails out to all the directors like that. And I'm like, why cannot? <laughs> yeah, I think um, uh, what that taught me really was um, at the point where I am angry, I for me, I need to take a step back and just not make it a point not to react immediately. Mm. Right, because I think especially if if you are the type of person that's able to express yourself, and people express themselves in different ways, right? Some people there's a physical outburst of of emo, uh, emotion or action, and some people can uh, say very hurtful or piercing things. Some people can write really powerful emails in every sense of the word. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've learned to take a step back at least. For myself and i think on the personal side also when you know i had my past relationships and when things made me very upset i really just I, I tend to keep quiet for a while and give myself time before i react because it's if i say things immediately uh, firstly there's a chance i'll regret what i say uh, secondly i think it's one thing to regret the action but the effects of it is something you might have to deal with for for like a really long time yeah um the other thing that came to my mind as both of you were doing your sharing on, you know, some of the the good things about anger and how I've used anger uh, to, to help me, it's uh, in terms of performance, right? And I first learned this, unsurprisingly, through squash uh, in competition. And, and the anger allows you to be so focused on achieving a particular aim. For me, it's I was so angry that I lost to this kid who was younger than me. I told myself at that point, I will never lose to anyone younger than me. Again, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, we've we've moved on pretty far from that time. So. Mate, it's allowed. That's fine. That's that's allowed. <laughs> You're allowed to feel that. But I mean that 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 soul. Um, that soul emotion that drives you so much to that that. I absolutely hated to lose at that point. I'm quite competitive, but I absolutely hated to lose. And that 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 anger gave me the kind of aggression to, to keep pushing on. Um, and yeah, I, I suppose that was the first time that that people that I, I got to understand that ah, okay, you know, there's actually something good about anger. Um, if you can use it the right way. Yeah. There are other times where it didn't work out so well. <laughs> um I was uh, I was angry because uh, I think it, when I was 13 or 14 years old, uh, there was a girl that I liked and the girl didn't like me back. So <laughs> uh, I went to the squash courts, uh, played six or eight hours straight, keep hitting the ball nonstop. And I was like, oh, that was such a great way to vent anger. Yeah, after that, I got injured and couldn't play for the next three to four weeks. So <laughs> Karma. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's about how you you deal with the situation at hand and also how you manage those emotions. Um, people have different ways of of expressing their anger and their frustration. And I'm sure, you know, in, in your work, you've seen that. And maybe it's something you could share with us. I, I could I could share like some of my experience working with the kids that I speak to. So I used to work with a lot of kids who got caught smoking. And uh, at some point in time, I realized that, you know, smoking, the action of smoking itself, it's, it's, uh, it's just an expression of a lot of things that are happening. And sometimes it's really an expression of anger, uh, of, uh, of disappointment, of stress. And uh, really, if they are able to manage their emotions in terms of anger a lot, a lot better, uh, then the, they don't have to smoke. Yeah, I mean, in, in your careers or in your work, uh, have you seen like um, different ways or interesting ways that people express their anger? Interesting ways. Yes, unique ways. I mean, yeah. I won't call them unique, but then they are quite self-destructive, I would say. I mean, a lot of, a lot of times, I think individuals who struggle with anger tend to be quite self-destructive, um, at least, you know, um, in the individuals I work with. Sometimes it could be self-harm. Yeah. Uh, sometimes externalizing behaviors. So maybe wanting to hurt someone else um, because they feel so angry at the world. But I, I find that underneath anger, there's usually a very soft, vulnerable emotion. You know, they often feel emotions like shame or hurt um and you know anger is kind of that protective layer is kind of secondary to you know that very raw emotion underneath and once you can help them access that soft um raw emotion often the anger kind of dissipates right and what they really want to experience is you know this this feeling of being seen and and hurt um yeah, and you got to peel away the, the angry layer to help them access that. And, and what does it mean, actually? Like, how, how do you do something like that? Like, peeling away the angry layer? With a lot of patience, right? And realizing that you don't have to react to the anger. Because a lot of times you bring a lot of anger with them. There's a lot of reactivity in the room. Right. And you have to be able to tolerate that distress yourself to be able to help them see that actually, you know, there is something else underneath going on. Um, because if you react to their reactivity, if you can't sit with that distress and you get, you know, maybe anxious at their anger, right, then, you know, you're essentially just reacting. Um, and what you're trying to help them do is, you know, to respond instead of react. Because when you help to calm them down, that's also when they're able to, to go, okay, actually there is something else going on for me, right? Because if you're constantly in that reactive mode, it's, it's very hard for them to hear or, or listen to what you have to say. Nico, um, mm. yeah. in terms of, yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, I think... Well, yes, whatever I'm going to say is going to go in the same direction. It's just that often in my experience of people, when they come to meditation, often they um, um, they try to, I mean, there's a sense of like you're trying to feel good. 
you know, you you go, you don't want to feel. So there's always like a kind of a bias where you people sometimes don't want to feel. They this they come at meditation with already some personal strategy to not feel any negative emotion, and not feel anger when they're angry, for instance. And so the way we do that, and we all do that sometimes, you know, we might be in a setting where, you know, feeling very angry might be distracting if we're talking with someone, you know. Um, and the way you can do that is through tensing up. So, um, and that kind of, because meditation is a work with relaxation, you get to find out about those tension. And often you get surprised by the kind of emotions that are underneath there, that those kind of, you know, tension maybe in the, in the chest or in the belly or kind of dissimulating. And when with relaxation, you realize that people sometimes come up with anger. Yeah, and they just feel spontaneous anger. I don't understand where it's coming from because they might have already forgotten or has been buried for so long. And um, <clears throat> so, that, so it's really the same idea what, what Amiri was sharing about that kind of like lay, unlayering, you know, removing the la those layers. And for many people, removing the, those layers of tension that allow us to not feel like old anger. Then you reach the anger. Um, and then once you're there, well, it's kind of, um, uh, I think for most of us, what can be useful is just to try to care for that anger, <laughs> you know, mm. try to get a sense of like, okay, why, like you would for a child, you know, imagine a child that you, you don't know well, you never seen comes to you really angry. You're going to be approaching it with maybe some compassion for some of us. Um, but definitely some kind of curiosity and be asking questions. So what, why are you angry? What, what is it? And especially, you know, you're allowed to be angry. You know, you can be angry. And then through that kind of like questioning and curiosity, slowly, that's when you get to, that's when you can get to what I mean we were talking about, which is like the first emotion that's below the anger, that, that maybe you hurt often or um, uh, something unpleasant, you know, uh, a sense of loss. There, there might be many, many different things. Um, and to go back to what we said earlier, I feel like to really... What's really, especially in relationship, I would say, what's really helpful to be able to respond when we're angry, it's to get in touch with that other emotion that down there. Because we, we might be angry in a situation, for instance, and maybe we investigate a bit and we find out that, oh, that's, that's because um, um, our partner or friend said something, for instance, that felt condescending and that hurt us somehow, or that did something that hurt us in a way. Um, and um, getting to that hurt, that's why you can say, oh, I'm feeling like that way because you did that. And then maybe have an open discussion about actually what was the behavior, you know, as opposed to, oh, you've been mean, you've been mean, you've been mean, without the ability to explain to the person exactly what effect he had on you. That doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So I feel it's more powerful to actually respond in relationship when you're able to say why and how you got hurt. But yeah, to be able to do that, you need to accept the anger and then dive in and see what's below it. First of all, being able to justify, like to ask yourself, oh, why am I, what exactly am I angry yeah. about? Why am I angry? Yes, because I feel unless you know that, I don't see how you can effectively talk to someone else about the way they've hurt. You, you need to know first how you've been hurt to make sure it, it's not, it won't happen again. Otherwise, you 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 don't know what's going on. Does that make sense? I mean, you know you're angry, but you might not really know deeply why why it's helpful, for instance. So, what are some ways that, you know, have been useful for you, uh, both of you, in terms of coping with 
these feelings of anger. Uh, for me, I squash is just one way, but I mean, the other way that has been very effective for me is actually writing, journaling. So, so those, those of you who know me would probably know that uh, I think by now I must have had what, 13, 14 books of diaries already. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I notice in my diaries is that the nature of the entries are largely entries of frustration. There are not as many entries where, oh, you know, I'm so happy today and I wanted to remember this. It's, it's very little of that. It's all those, why doesn't she like me? Uh, that kind of, that kind of uh, um, uh, post, right? Uh, that kind of writing. And um, yeah, and I find that that writing things out allows, it, it makes me have to explain the thoughts. And that So were you also way, eloquent in your diaries? Well, I, I had to find a way to express that feeling. So it's like, you know, sometimes when I do do classes or I, I do speeches and sometimes people say, oh, you know, how come you're able to explain yourself so well? Well, actually, really, it, it just stems from being able to, because I wrote diaries and I had to find a way to express my own thoughts and my own emotions. Um, if not, it, it doesn't feel as good, right? Like it's, it's not about tearing up the paper. <laughs> it's about, you know, writing something. In, it could be in a very aggressive handwriting, right? Compared to like when I'm calm and it's neater and stuff like that, if I was ever neat. Um, but yeah, I think I felt like writing was one of the ways that was very effective for me. Um, mm. Yeah. I, what are some ways that have been effective for, for you, Emery? Yeah. I mean, the eloquent emails um, had been, you know, I guess similar, right? The power of words, um, because like I said earlier, you know, there is something about, you know, I guess writing that helps you to process what's, what's happening. But isn't that, uh, that know, but that would be something that it would be very professional based, right? Because you have someone to respond to. And not um, just in a professional context. I mean, even if you think about say writing a text, um, you know, things like that, or I mean, writing to a friend <laughs> to explain what was going on. Right. Not necessarily to, you know, that the person person who was making you upset in the first place. Um, or I think, you know, for me, what, what's helpful is having um, a few close friends on speed dial. Right. Because if you need to sometimes just talk it out, you know, um, that always helps for me. Um, if, you know, that's not accessible, usually it's, you know, some form of exercise because I find that getting my heart rate up does help to, you know, alleviate the that physical energy that you get from from anger. Yeah, sometimes even just cold water does does wonders for me. Hmm. Yeah, but if I have to have a go to, it will be friends. And how much is it about you expressing it to them versus the reply that you get from them? Um, I think it's a bit of both. I mean. My close friends, I'm very grateful. They're all very validating, very supportive. You know, when you go, I'm so angry to go, yeah, you should be. <laughs> That's, you know, it normalizes your anger, right? It makes you feel like, you know, um, they, they understand why and it makes sense, right? And when, when you feel seen, when you feel heard, um, you know, it helps to dissipate the emotion already, right? Because I think sometimes this just what it is, you know, emotions just... Uh, give you some clues that something's not going okay and what you really need then is some comfort and to be seen and to be heard 
so when you have friends who validate you, I think, you know, yeah, that takes that takes the whole intensity away from from anger. Yeah. And also being able to talk about it. And if 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 a person were to you know receive such messages from a good friend and if they disagreed with that, <laughs> like like why are you why are you even angry over something like that? Um, what's a good way to respond? You think? If they disagree, well, yeah, they like, don't have you, to. You shouldn't even. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't even. Why? Why are you even angry about something so small or something so, or like? Or could, it could be a case of it's it's actually your fault. Why are you angry? Uh, if that were the case, I don't know. I mean, because usually in, I don't know. It's, it's probably our friendships maybe uh but it's you know typically i i feel really supported mm-hmm. um and suppose there there is such a scenario where we don't agree with you know the role of anger i think it's so important to validate the anger but you don't have to agree um with the situation itself if that makes sense mm-hmm. i mean sometimes just you know um being reflected um Having anger reflected. So for instance, you know, I can see you're really angry and I, I see that, you know, that whatever happened upset you doesn't mean I agree with, um, you know, how it actually got you angry or I agree that you should be angry, but I could see that you have this experience because you, f- you felt a certain way, right? And that itself is validation. It's not about, you know, saying that, oh, I will feel exactly the same as you. Right, Nico. Um you cope with anger through friends as well or I meditation? With, um, <laughs> no, I don't cope with anger through meditation because I don't like to. Um, yeah, so just, uh, yeah, because that would mean that, that I might fall into the trap of trying to use meditation to feel better. Yeah. Instead of using meditation to feel really, what is it going on with me right now? Um, and these are different things. So I think when we're trying to we're trying to use meditation or like anything else, actually, you know, if you think of maybe you're talking about smoking earlier, but you know, any kind of addiction to feel better, um, then we're losing an opportunity to really see what's going on with us and to learn more about you know our needs and uh, what's just generally what's going on with us, but also who we are, you know. <clears throat> what our values are, what our needs are, and so on. Um, so, uh, but um, there's a place for meditation that said, but I, my, my go-to thing would be walking. Yeah, because like I just go for a walk. <clears throat> and then what he does is that he um, doesn't, I mean, it's not the case that the anger would go away, but when I, I experience a strong emotion, I tend to go in my head very quickly. So then I think start spinning and I, I go down like several like garden paths, like scenarios about what, what I might be doing next. And it's pretty cur- pretty pretty quickly it turns into like reruns, like over and over the same stories. Um, so like I feel like walking gets me back into my body. Like I really get to feel the energy in the body, feel the anger in the body. And that's where then from there I can, things seems to unlock, like I get new perspective you know, I get out of my repetitive ideas and I can get new perspectives, new things going on. And I think it's also, also um, um, a good place to like start maybe work, working or exploring in a way that I suggested earlier, like, you know, trying to see, okay, why am I hungry? What's, what's my, what, what need is not being met or why, what kind of boundary has been violated or whatever that means, you know. 
So I think once once I'm out of my head and inside that body, it's really a good place to try to feel. Uh, uh, take that moment we talked about, you know, where you kind of process first before you prepare for what's going to be the response. Yeah. Um, uh, when there need to be a response. Um, and that's that's the main um, that's the main thing. And I do talk with friends, so I do involve friends, but usually I involve friends to check on my response. Meaning once I have written, I have a first draft of the email, that's when I call up my friends, <laughs> you know. Hey, um, you might ring up <laughs> that email and give me some feedback. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, maybe you should turn down that thing or just, just drop that part of that paragraph. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's the stage where I need, I need someone to like, you know, reflect back to me on whether that uh, makes sense or whether I, I was bringing stuff out of proportion in terms of my response or whatever. Yeah. Mm. So, so it seems like uh, <laughs> the three of us, I mean, the way that we generally cope with anger is either you, you express it or you calm yourself down. Um, is suppression ever a good way to cope? What do you mean by suppression? <laughs> Suppressing, keeping it inside and just like not doing anything about it. Um, and at some point, letting it dissipate on its own naturally. Okay, can I suggest? Yeah, maybe American can say more after, after that. Um, but what I would like to say is that sometimes it's fine for... Sup I mean, like we shouldn't be judging ourselves because we're suppressing our anger. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's moments where you have no choice but to suppress your anger. Like for instance, if you, you know, for example, the example you gave earlier about, you know, um, not emailing every single director in a company because I mean, the first time around, that's fine. You're learning the ropes, you know I mean? People, you know, and so you just figure out things, you know, but, but, but further on in a career it's just, you just, you, 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 you lose your job on, for things like that, you know, or you might, I mean, depends what kind of environment you need. But my point is like sometimes suppresses, suppress, an ability to suppress anger is really very important. Yeah. But I feel like you need to know what, that you're doing it. I think it's useful to to get to to allow yourself to do it and also know that you you you're doing it. Yeah, and see what are the the options. And again, maybe talk to people about what's going on. And and uh, but but yeah, I want to start by saying that's that's okay to do it. And and sometimes we we don't have a choice. We have to do it. Yeah. But is that suppressing anger or suppressing a reaction? Um. I mean, I think it, can, it might be both. Of, primarily, of course, suppressing a reaction, mm. but but sometimes you do have to suppress anger. I mean, you you cannot just because it will show, right? I mean, you're in a meeting with someone, you know, with a bunch of people, and and you're angry. It, it will show in the in the tone of voice you use, or you refer into like passive aggressive behavior that people will like pick up on. So it, sometimes it, you do actually need to, I feel, suppress the emotion itself, so you can function in a way that's um, present in a way that's you know. Um, just staying polite, staying open when you need to. Um, I feel, I feel sometimes it's 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 necessary. Yeah, um, but it's not to be fair. To be clear, it's not really ideal uh, most of the time. But but I like to acknowledge the fact that sometimes we don't have a choice. Yeah. 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 I find it really hard to suppress. I mean, usually what works better for me is transforming. Mm. So let's say if I'm really angry at someone. Right. And I feel like, okay, you know, it's, it's really hitting all the right buttons. I try to find something good about the person I could hold on to. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, just like, okay, you know, she's, she's like this because, you know, um, 
Oh, <laughs> he just cares for something, something. I, I don't know. It's it's hard, right? But I find mm. that it's more helpful for me than trying to suppress. Because mm. knowing me, it's it's probably a lot harder. <laughs> Transforming is probably slightly easier, I would say. Yeah, one one of the things that I tell my staff sometimes when they are angry with you know some some of their bosses and. Uh, which is essentially, you know, the leadership team. Uh, one of the first things I tell them to do is to look for common ground. Uh, and I'll say like, okay, you know, so firstly understand that the reason why the other person is acting in that way is because uh, we all want the company to succeed, right? The way that we express our ideas might come across as, you know, in a way that, that pissed you off, but just understand and agree first that we are doing all of this because, for the benefit of the company, right? And then later we go on to, exp to to talk about all the other stuff. And I find that when you realize that you have common ground, yeah, it tends to take away a bit of that um, that tension. I would say uh, the reason why you are you are angry probably it's still unresolved, right? But at least it prevents an initial outburst in some way. Yeah. Um, so maybe since you know we 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 all deal in some form of of mental health in our work uh, at what point do you think that it's important for someone to seek help uh, because you know it's it's easy it's 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 become a point where some people say oh you know oh i just need i have a very bad temper or i have anger management issues but at what point is it necessary to seek professional help when it becomes very interfering with your life, I guess. Um, because that's also when you start noticing it becomes a problem. Right? I mean, we all get angry. Um, but then if it becomes, you know, significantly interfering with your with your life, you find that, you know, it's getting out of hand. You can't control. It's affecting your sleep, your eating, and people around you are just getting frustrated at you. Um, I mean, that's a clear sign that you probably need some help. And, and normally people will, I would suppose people try to handle it on their own. Yeah. Um, and that, that involves like different kinds of methods. I mean, I'm sure on the internet, there are plenty of ways that people tell you how to cope with your anger. Meditation is one of them. I've seen it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, it, it's just one of those things that that I struggle with to try to explain to my clients sometimes, like, you know, at this point, this is the exact point where you need to, to go out and seek help. And I find that it's not easy. Um, perhaps it's the stigma of, you know, wanting of coming forward to say, I need help for something. But I think part of it is they, they can't differentiate at what, at, at the situation they are in, whether they it's a warrants professional help yeah it's just mm. it's not easy to explain to them and convince them it is yeah. hard because i think usually you know these individuals might present only if people around them like close ones you know get really frustrated at their anger issues right because if you think about it anger is a very powerful emotion it puts you in action and when you're the one in charge in the situation because you're you're charged up it's sometimes hard for you to see that it's actually a problem. It's people around you who who actually witness or better branch of maybe a very angry 
reaction uh, because they might, you know, get hurt or get upset. Um, and, you know, they would be the ones saying, hey, you know what, this is an actual issue. You need to deal with it. Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, we are almost approaching the hour already. <laughs> okay. So um, I guess how, how we would end it as we typically end our sessions. Um, any final thoughts that you'd like to share uh, on this topic of anger? I mean, we, we did speak a bit about uh, the good things that could come out of anger and as well as, you know, some of the challenges. And uh, largely, it seems to me at least that it's a lot about managing the reaction, yeah, uh, understanding how you react to anger. And I would suppose to pause for a while and to see, uh, you know, before you actually react, especially if you know that you're the kind that can react in a very potentially damaging way. Yeah. Um, well, that's, that's I, I, at least that's how I cope with it. And I just pause. I'll just like stop. <laughs> um, any, any final thoughts? Um, know your triggers. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh, largely violation of values, some of those triggers. Values, yeah. And, you know, maybe certain types of, I don't know, situations that might really get to you. Um, yeah, I think it's important to, to know your triggers because, you know, then you start noticing patterns. Mm. Nico. Final thoughts um, on anger? Yeah. Um, um, maybe that it's 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 a good signal to explore. Like I feel like when we experience anger, something important is happening. Mm. And mm. so it's uh, if we are able to care for ourselves, we should really be interested in the important things that are happening to us and why they're happening. So you mentioned values. So, you know, often, you know, that, What's behind anger? It could be some of your values have been violated, have been you know, and then those values you might not be aware of. So that's an opportunity to learn about your values, so you're able to really uh, you know use them to build a vision for yourself and you know um, and bring them to life in a way that's even more um, empowering. I would say um, the other thing that you might find behind anger is like a need has been <laughs> hasn't been met. Mm. And I feel it's really great to know about your need because you're able to share them with others better and to, or if you don't like to do that, you can, you know, take care of yourself and, you know, make sure that your needs are being met. That might mean change job, that might mean change relationship, that could mean change uh, the place where you're living, that could be a million of things for different people. But that might really lead to really um, uh, some important or even like beautiful and life-changing um, choices and, and um, yeah. So it's self-love. Uh, yeah, I, th I think so, actually. It's like investigating, posing, investigating the anger when it's possible, when it's available with the help of someone or with friends, as we said. Yeah, you, you can, you can, it's not, it's a form of self-love and it's also you get tools to love yourself even better, right? You learn by your value, you learn by your needs and then with those, you can, you can really care for yourself better, I feel. Yeah. Mm. Okay. A compassionate way to anger. Yeah. 
All right. Um, so we've uh, come to the hour mark, almost midnight. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been a pleasure having this conversation. And um, yeah, drop so us a note in I the comments. Can my anger t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. So it's like uh, this, month, this kind of like angry... <laughs> have to make out with like two eyes, the mouth, kind of like this angry monster thing. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, cool. A bit abstract, but yeah, that was, that's all. That. <laughs> that's all. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, everyone. We'll see you uh, two weeks later for our sixth episode and a new emotion we'll discuss. All right. See you guys in two weeks. Bye-bye. 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 Take care.